everyone. I'm glad you're joining Craig and I today for this important survival quick segment where we will be breaking down a vital survival, preparedness, or emergency topic with the goal of packing a ton of life-saving preparedness information into about 15 minutes. Okay, let's get started. In this segment, what David and I are going to be doing is offering a few minutes to break down a vital emergency preparedness or survival topic that's found in the Tiny Survival Guide. Amazon's number one pick for EDC survival guides right now. Check it out. It's cool. And along the way, we will share a few action steps that you can put into practice today. In this episode, we're going to be referencing Section J, which is water, in the Tiny Survival Guide as we take you through five keys to safe drinking water in a disaster or survival situation. Really important content. We got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. All right, Craig, as always, get us on the same page, and can you quickly relate our topic of water to the rule of threes and some reasons why water is so important? Well, real quick, in three minutes, you've got to have proper blood flow and oxygen flow. Three hours, maintain your core body temp, and then three days is how we try to help people remember that you must have water. You can live a lot longer, more than three days. However, you really start becoming a non-functioning human if you're not getting proper hydration, if you're getting zero hydration in three days. Okay, now let's go through these five keys to safe drinking water in a disaster or survival situation. And the first thing let's talk about real quick, and I know you've got a very distinct answer for this. What's the best way to carry water? In your belly. Be hydrated before you go. That means every single day of your life, be hydrated. Take in plenty of water. Know what your water should, what your water intake should be, and make sure you're getting that each and every day. All right. Is Gatorade water? Negative zero. That is not H2O. We want H2O, water. Always carry a water filter, water bottle, and as a backup, water purification tablets. What say you? I like to carry my water in a water bottle that I could utilize to boil. That means a metal water bottle. Or if I'm going to carry a Nalgene or something of that nature, I want to have a cup that it nests into so I can boil water. I would like to have a water filter. That is not a water purifier. Let's make sure we understand that is not a purifier. A water filter like a Sawyer, Sawyer Mini, something of that nature. And then behind that, to help purify the water, have some tablets. Do not... Drink water directly from creeks, streams, springs, rivers, ponds, lakes, or swamps. Where do we get water, Craig, and why shouldn't we drink directly from these sources? Well, there's several different ways. We're not wanting to drink that water from those water sources that flow on the earth because there's a real good possibility to have protozoan or bacterial contamination in them. Viral contamination in other countries, not necessarily ours here in the States, although that's beginning to be more of a problem here as well, but just not real really well dispersed issue here in the United States. But with that said, uh, any water that comes from the sky is good water. So any water you can collect from rain, you can gather snow, let it melt in your water bottle and then drink it after it becomes body temp. Or if you can gather the dew, that's a really good source for water as well. All those are going to be, all of those are going to be clean water sources. Okay. So anything that falls from the sky is good because it's basically the earth distilling the water for us, right? Right. So if we need to drink from, get water from any of these sources, creeks, streams, springs, uh, what are the safest, all these water sources that flow on top of the earth, and then if we need to drink from them, what's the process? We want to gather water 
from as close to a source that comes out of the ground as possible. So your best source is going to be some sort of spring. The issue for us is that the longer water flows on the surface of the earth, it's going to have more opportunities for contaminants to get into it. Therefore, get water from a spring when you can. Whenever you do that, if you're getting to the point where you're starting to feel those pains, the first thing that you'll feel when you start getting dehydrated is a hunger pain. A lot of people think it's because you're hungry. It's usually not. It's because you're getting dehydrated. The second is you'll start getting some cramps. Everybody gets cramps in different parts of their body. For example, around 80% of the people that get dehydrated start feeling cramps in their stomach area or in their abdomen, and different people feel it different ways. So you should recognize where it is that you feel that cramp when you're getting dehydrated because if you're getting that, you're getting really close to becoming a non-functioning human. You might have to go ahead and drink the water, even from a river or a stream or something of that nature. The best thing that you can do is to filter it if you don't have a filter, if you don't have any supplies whatsoever, is to use soil as a filter. You can come off of a stream or a creek and dig such that water seeps into a the hole that you dig. That's like a seep filter. It's, you're basically utilizing the soil as a filter as best you can. It's better than nothing at all, although it's not great. Look to an area that has a lot of green vegetation very near the water because that is a healthy ecosystem. And because of that, the animals that are in there are going to be healthy animals. You want to get water that's flowing through that green vegetation because that will act as a natural filter. And if you're seeing a water source that has a lot of leeches and slugs and stuff of that nature, stay away from it because that's a contaminated water source and and your body's not going to like it. So let's just say that we don't have any water and we have really not a whole lot of hope for water. How do we survive up to 10 days in a life or death only situation without water? Don't do anything. Just lay there and be lazy. I keep saying it throughout these quick tips. One of the best things you can do is understand survival is an actual lazy man's game. Don't burn any calories. Don't burn any water. You've heard me say it a hundred times. Don't do that any more than you have to build that shelter, lay down, relax, Set yourself up for others to find you and do your best and not do anything at all. Do not drink or try to filter salt water. Yeah, filters do not work on salt water. The only thing you can do there is you have a very expensive desalination uh, equipment, which is beyond the scope of something that most people can carry in their pack, obviously. And at the same time, you can boil salt water and catch the steam if you will that comes off of it like set a tarp or garbage bag above it and catch that steam that steam's going to be clean water and so you can utilize it that way okay let's just talk as we close this section out about water that you can drink without filtering again just focus your attention on stuff that calls falls from the sky that's rainwater. that's going to be clean snow that's going to be ice that you melt Uh, you don't want to be eating ice chips out in cold weather because that's going to lower your body temp and you can use something to collect dew. Again, one of the things I mentioned earlier, I didn't go into detail, was collecting dew, but you can tie a bandana to your leg, walk around in the dew-covered grass early in the morning, then take that bandana and wring that in your mouth, and you'll have clean water. Just make sure you don't walk through contaminated, toxic plants. Okay, everyone. We are, again, out of time for this survival quick tip segment. But in a moment, Craig and I are going to continue the conversation with some exclusive content for our tiny survival masterclass students that will include how to find water in the environment when water is scarce. (laughs) 
So, guys and gals, if you want access to that, you can take the fast track to identifying and plugging your survival, safety, security, and overall emergency preparedness gaps in these very uncertain times. Use the link in the description below or go over to tinysurvivalmasterclass.com. And don't forget, listen up, don't forget, subscribe wherever you're seeing or hearing these quick tips. We really appreciate you being a supporter of what it is that we're doing. And help your friends out, help us out. Do what you can to share this content so that if you've learned something by it, you can help somebody else learn by it as well by sharing it with them. And we greatly appreciate you for doing that. It's fantastic that you do it. Thank you so much. I think that's it, everyone. Until next time, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.